You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Rafer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And we teased this at the end of yesterday's podcast. And Kyle, by the time I had posted yesterday's podcast, it was all out there. Evan Daniels had said crystal ball uh, for... Davion Mins, the grad transfer from Creighton, uh, looking at Kentucky. Uh, several other people, you know, tweeted out about it. So Davion Mintz, uh, someone Kentucky's looking at, could be as early as tomorrow. So all that stuff got out there after we we finished our podcast, and then uh, it happened today. I mean, you you knew it, Kyle Mann, former uh, host of co-host of yours of this this podcast, gave you a little credit and said, uh, "Hey, he told me this yesterday morning." So. He was on it, and you were. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it moved quickly. You know, it's really amazing. Uh, I, the story I had ready to post this morning when he announced at ten about ten fifteen this morning. Um, the, it was ten seventeen because he, 10, I guess ten and seventeen are important to him. Those numbers. Yeah, it was. That was. I thought that was odd. Uh, kind of interesting that he that he did it at 10 17 on purpose, but uh, yeah. you know, the thing I kind of talk about at the top of the story that I wrote uh, about this was sort of in the bigger picture one week ago, it was not crazy to be a little concerned about the Kentucky roster because, you know, there still is a good chance they end up losing eight of their nine scholarship guys from this season who played. Um, and, and one week ago, they needed probably a veteran combo guard and probably a veteran big man and none that were out there that they really had a shot at really fit the bill um, one week ago. And then in the span of three days, Davion Mintz from Creighton, who started 79 games in the Big East, has 259 assists in the Big East, um, announces he's going to be a grad transfer. Combo guard, exactly what Kentucky needed. And then three days after that, seven foot three center Matt Harms uh, says he's leaving Purdue after starting 40 games and blocking 210 shots in the Big Ten. So, right there, two ready made former starters in high major conferences, productive players that fit both their needs just appear out of thin air, you know, when <laughs> yeah. there are really no options. Um, you know, and I talked to Davion. Uh, this afternoon after he made his announcement and it's really kind of crazy. Like he, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina. That's an area pretty close to where Kentucky assistant Joel justice uh, grew up, uh, went to college um, and he was really good friends with Mince's high school coach going back years, apparently. Uh, and yeah. soon as his name popped up in the transfer portal, he said Joel got his phone number from his high school coach and they connected and he was like from Mince's perspective he was he was said he was blown away that Kentucky got in touch so early and I think that made a big impression then they get him on the phone with Calipari and that made a big impression um, yeah. and so now you've got a guy who I mean he, you some people will say um, 
oh, you know, they could have gotten somebody or they needed to get somebody that was like a bigger splash, but they didn't actually. I think they very much did not want to do that because you've no. got a, you've got a delicate balance of of chemistry and ego. You've got three yeah. five star freshmen coming in: Devin Askew, Terrence Clark, and BJ Boston, all in the backcourt. Um, two of those are top ten players on the wings. Um, oh, coming off those, the season, you couldn't keep Khalil Whitney and Johnny Juzang happy, right? And you and you those guys need the ball and want the ball. They needed to go find a, a willing distributor that basically. He needed to be able to defend, and he's a good defender. He had 40 steals his last season. We should clarify, he did not play last year uh, at Creighton. He had an ankle injury and sat out through Christmas, basically. Then he was healthy but decided not to give up a whole year uh, of his last year of eligibility to play half a season. Um, But two years ago when he was a junior, he had 40 steals. I think he was top 10 in the Big East in steals. So he's a defender. Um a guy who will be a, a willing distributor as a sophomore. He led the Big East in assist to turnover ratio. He okay, shoots about thirty five percent from three for his career. A decent, decent enough shooter. Um, you know, and against Big East competition, Big East competition, not just like you know people's career highs might be against you know uh, Florida State University of the Southern tier of whatever. These were Big East games. His career highs, he had 20, he's had 21 points in a Big East game. He's had nine rebounds as a guard in a Big East game. He's had eight assists in a Big East game. He's had six steals in a Big East game. Jeez. He's hit five three-pointers in a Big East game, like against quality opponents. And, and I list those off. I think almost all of those career highs were either against Marquette or uh, Villanova, the two best, kind no. of probably the two, two of the three best teams in the league. Right. Um, he's a productive starter quality, high major guard. Who's going to be open to playing a role. He understands what this is. Um, yeah. You know, he can, he can be a mentor to Devin Askew who, who may need it. The only ball handler they had. Um, right. and then he can slide off and, and you know, if Terrence Clark or BJ Boston have a need a break, he can, play uh, on the wing and uh, you know as it was put to me by one of the sources close to the program this allows those freshmen to have a freshman day if they if one of them is struggling it's not like their Kentucky is screwed (laughs) if one of those guys is struggling or screwed if one of them turns an ankle or screwed if one of them gets in foul trouble they have a very competent college player accepting his role ready and waiting to uh, help them. And I don't think you wanted to shoehorn in another guy who thought like, this is my team, my, you know, right. show. Um, and there were some other, some options like that out there. And I think it would have probably been a, a chemistry disaster for Kentucky. This is a perfect fit in my estimation. Well, a minute ago, you mentioned how he said he was blown away. You know, the UK came in so quickly. And then, you know, the impression that John Calipari made, we're going to go to break here, but uh, we'll let you listen to uh, what Davian Mintz had to say uh, on those topics as we go to break on Lockdown Kentucky. Uh, a lot of great universities reached out, and um, I, I was kind of blown away that Kentucky reached out as early that they, than they did. Um, so, it, I mean, it was definitely humbling, but it was, uh, you know, it just shows like all the hard work is put in and it kind of paid me back. So it was definitely a blessing that it did happen as soon as it did. Coach Kyle's humbleness on the phone, uh, when he called, I mean, it was, it was a huge shock to, you know, 
uh, have a legend, you know, call you and then just be humble and have conversation like, hey, I've watched your clips. I like your game. I, you know, I've studied studied you really well and you know that that kind of got my attention but then what pulled me was the fact that he he runs a program that that you come in and earn what you want um and presented to you know put me in an opportunity to 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 become like the best version of me and that and i didn't want the thing given i wanted to you know challenge myself so that that definitely you know grasped into the program you are locked on kentucky your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Okay, we're back here on the Locked on Kentucky podcast. And Kyle, one of the points you made towards the end of the last segment was how Kentucky didn't need a star. Somebody coming in thinking, this is my team type of guy. They needed a fit uh, because they already have these five stars coming in. And so you you talked to him, uh, interviewed him uh, Friday afternoon. And you asked him about that. You said, were you know, were you hesitant at all because there were three five stars coming in here, and that's the team you would be joining? And here's what his response was to that, and as well, uh, how he thinks he'll fit in with those guys. You no, know, it was actually very exciting, um, you know, to to be able to match and and, and bring my skill set with with those guys. Um, I wasn't recruited as high. Um, as they were in my high school tenure, but I mean, you know, nothing, nothing trades in for for a high level college experience. So it, it'll be fun to, you know, match and you know just take this thing as far as we can with those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's very exciting. We're all athletic, so like I know that if the ball is in my hands, I can create and you know set those guys up for great opportunities. But what excites me more is the fact that they can handle it like really well. And, and put me in situations as well to finish athletically. And, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a group share almost like it's guys that are all very athletic and can hit the open shot and just run the floor. So regardless if I'm setting up or they're setting up, I think it's going to be really exciting um, inside Rupp Arena. He sounds extremely excited to be on a team already knowing that there are guys that are more talented than him. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't lack confidence in his own talents, but it seems like he's really excited that he's going to be on a team that is just stacked with talent. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, has not played with athletes. Like I mean, Creighton's a really good program. It has been a good program and he's played with some really good players, but uh, I wouldn't say he's played with any athletes like he's going to have in, in Boston and, and Terrence Clark. Um, yeah. And he knows that they're going to make him look better. Um you know, it really jumps out to me. You, you could look at this guy's uh, numbers from his last season at Creighton, 9.7 points, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal per game and kind of shrug your shoulders. Um, yeah. But, you know, when he was um, a sophomore, the fact that he had 102 assists to 36 turnovers. I mean, think about what we were saying about Ashton Hagens by the end of this past season. Um He's just he's going to make the right play. I've watched a bunch of his uh, clips on Synergy, uh, just of him a lot, a lot of it in the pick and roll. He's very good in the pick and roll. Synergy has him had him that that junior year rated in in the seventy fifth percentile nationally. Very good is their designation uh, for that grade on him in pick and roll plays. Um, he's very comfortable. He gets the ball to guys. He throws some great passes. Well timed. Got some zip on him. Um, and he's, you know, just being a willing passer. I think 
those young guys are going to really like playing with him. Um, having a guy who wants to set them up, but I think also he wants to show off some parts of his game that I think may get a chance to shine by being surrounded by even more talent. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, there's, there's no doubt, uh, that he's fired up. I mean, he, he told me he didn't want to name any names. He said, basically like everybody in the, in the sec and, and, you know, several other high major conferences, uh, came calling, but he, in a week he decided on Kentucky without even being able to visit. I thought that one of the things that's not in the story. Um, I, I asked like, you know, was it strange to make a decision like this in a time where you can't make a visit? And he had an interesting perspective on it basically said, you know, it takes the emotion out of it. Like when you're there physically, you can get wrapped up in some of the emotional response to a place. Uh, you know, you might go for a game or whatever. Um, and the crowd gets you kind of into it. But he said, you know, basically Kentucky sent him links to information about the school, about the city, about the fan base. Uh, they sent him um, clips of past Kentucky guards and of all different kinds and how they were able to use them and how Cal was able to mix and match, you know, different, you know, collections of guards in different years. Um and that was enough. He said it was, you know, it was definitely different from my first recruitment out of high school, but it was kind of, he said it was kind of cool to just sort of step back and make like a, a, a totally uh, informed kind of disconnected decision, not, not based on sort of the feelings that you get when you're on a visit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. Um, uh, obviously Kyle has an article up on the athletic that you can read right now with uh, a lot of this information in there. I don't know if this was in there. I, I did read through it, but I don't remember seeing, uh, he said that, uh, Devin Askew has already reached out to him. Yeah. I thought that was uh, pretty notable. Um, that, uh, that he said one player had reached out to him and, and it was Askew. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, yes, it's in the story. He said, uh, he was very excited and welcoming me to the family. So, um, you know, that's, I think that's good too. Again, like that's, that's why you don't go get a guy that's going to threaten Devin Askew, uh, you know, he, who the, the freshmen are going to look at it, at this guy and go, Oh man, did they just recruit somebody to like take my starting job? And that's not to yeah. say Mints can't or won't. Um, but I think everybody's kind of clear on what this is. Um, yeah. and I think that's important. I mean, you've got, you gotta, you gotta think about fit, not just like, who's the best player we could go get. I mean, you know, you could do that and then you stack them up. And like you said, you end up in a situation where, you know, Kentucky had how many wings last season trying to get minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and right. it didn't work. Well, um, uh, we'll continue, uh, a little bit more on this discussion, uh, on Davion Mintz on the other side here, the break, because you, your article is pretty much saying, uh, you know, two steps for Kentucky's team to be, you know, complete next year, what it needs. This was step one. Uh, we'll discuss step two when we return here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast, and you were talking, you interviewed Davion Mintz, uh, the Creighton grad transfer. Uh, who committed to Kentucky on Friday at 10.17 a.m. And uh, you interviewed him this afternoon. And when you were talking to him, uh, you kind of asked him if he was going to be a recruiter now. Uh, and he had been the recruited, and now would he be a recruiter for Kentucky in getting 
uh, Matt Harms from Purdue, the, the big guy that we had discussed here in the first segment. And uh, here's here's part of his answer, which is uh, very promising for UK fans. I, I know for sure we'll get some good guys in and uh, players that will fulfill that role. So you you think there's more more guys coming with you? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you you know that, or you is that a hunch? Um, I know that. I have faith that that's gonna happen. All right. So he doesn't come right out and say, "Yes, I know that Matt Harms is coming," or "Yes, I know that." another recruit is coming, but he's, he's confident. I think is what do you say? I have faith that's going to happen. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. He said, I know. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, one of the things I wrote is uh, I gather that Kentucky feels pretty good about its uh, position with harms uh, that they have um, made, made a connection. They've made contact. They've had conversations. Um, you know, and I, there's going to be a bunch of people trying to get him, but I mean, Kentucky really does offer quite a bit of what he says he wants. You know, I mean, he wants minutes. Uh, he wants to know he's going to play, and like they can basically promise that dude a starting job. I mean, I don't, I don't know who could start over Matt Harms right now. Um, you know, and he's he does have pro aspirations. Is he an NBA player? I don't know, but if you're seven foot three and have played at a pretty high level in major conference uh, basketball um, and, and want to fine tune yourself for a chance at that. I mean, Kentucky's kind of the place to go as a big man. Um, And I think the other interesting part of that is in talking to some folks, it, it, maybe it's counterintuitive on the surface, but I think getting harms could actually be, um, could actually be a good thing for getting EJ Montgomery back. Um, yeah. cause I don't think EJ Montgomery wants to play the five. He doesn't want to be labeled a, f- a center. Uh, he wants to be a stretch four. he wants to have at least the opportunity to roam out away from the basket and face up and show off some of his offensive skills. If he comes back, um, I think if, if he were the only option coming back in the front court and he knew like I may end up playing center, that mm-hmm. could be hurtful to Kentucky's chances. If they right. can reel in harms and they know, okay, you guys can play together. He can play the five. Uh, he can protect the rim. Um, I, I think that may ultimately be a positive for EJ. Yeah, because Kentucky's going to, I mean, John Calipari is going to tell his players, this is what I need from you. And if he tells EJ, I need block shots and rebounding from you and I need you to play the five, then he's not developing his game for the next level, the way he thinks he needs to, or, or his father, you know, his father saying that uh, in an interview with, uh, I believe Jerry tipped the Lexington Herald leader. I thought it was Jerry Tipton maybe, but um, his father said he's already got those offensive skills, almost like saying he's not a, he's not being permitted to show off his offensive arsenal in college. So why waste another year doing that? He's already got it. We just not, haven't been able right. to see it because he's been held back. So if he were to be, yeah, put in the role of playing the five because they don't have harms and you do just have a, a freshman in Isaiah Jackson, then it, it's not attractive to him, not as attractive to him for certain. But if you imagine EJ Montgomery, uh, Matt Harms, and Isaiah Jackson across the front line, it could be you know rival uh, the defensive prowess of the 2015 team when they could hold, what, UCLA to seven points and a half. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's uh, has the know. makings anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see. Uh, they're this team, even if they even if they got Harms and they got Montgomery back and added uh, Mints with all these freshmen coming in uh, with Brooks back. Um, I think they'd be really good. I think they'd be solidly in the top five. One of the people I talked to thought, who, you know, said basically in the story, who would be better than us? Who would have a better roster? Uh, you know, and you'd be, it'd be a hard to find one mm-hmm. uh, from a talent perspective. And it'd be nice for them to have added a couple of, you know, fifth year seniors and have a sophomore back that was in the program. I think they'd be very, very good. I think solidly in the top five, you have an argument to be the preseason number one team, but this, it would still not be a team without some issues that you'd be worried about. Um, I mean, primarily well, anytime you have like, that many freshmen, you're always going to have issues. For well, I mean, like primarily who's the shooter. Yeah. It's probably going to be BJ Boston. He got a lot better uh, this past year. Uh, in high school, and I think he's going to ultimately be a long, you know, lanky kid who can really stroke it. Uh, you know, I, I think he'll probably be that guy. But you went from, you know, oh, maybe Quickly and Juzang are both back. Oh, wow, they're going to have some real shooting. To who is it? I mean, it, you 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 think it could be Boston, but there's no guarantee. I mean, Boston put up a horrid number uh, two summers ago or last summer. Um, on the AAU circuit shooting from the outside. So, By the way, he was named California's Mr. Basketball on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, he was a finalist for national player of the year. He's California's player of the year. Um, I would imagine that Terrence Clark is Mr. Basketball and, or whatever it is. And uh, is Massachusetts where he's playing high school? Um, yeah, I think so. And, but again, like Terrence Clark, he's not a sniper. Um, right. You know, we're talking about Davion Mintz. He's 35% three-point shooter. He's not like a a dead-eye shooter. So there will be questions, you know, and and not the least of which is if, if even if it's EJ, let's say it's EJ and uh, and Harms as your, your starting front court. I mean, not, neither of those guys has proven that they're like rugged, you know, get-out-of-my-way rebounders. Right. Um, so physical. are you going to be a very, very good rebounding team in the SEC? Yeah, are you going to be a very good rebounding team? I don't think these are cure-alls. You know, in a, in a dream scenario, you you have at least Johnny back, you know, and maybe quickly, but at least Johnny back to have somebody that you know is going to knock down threes at a high rate. They don't really have that right now. And you'd love to know that somebody was going to go get eight to ten rebounds a game, and they don't have that right now. Um but they could, Keon, you know, Keon Brooks. Keon, yeah, Keon could Brooks be could be a guy who puts on some weight and some strength and has mm-hmm. a different kind of attitude about him in year two, and he could be that guy. Like if if I'm him, like that's the role I'm carving out for myself. I'm gonna be, you know, if Davion Mintz is the sixth man guard, you know, or the first guy off the bench guard mm-hmm. slash interchangeable starter level guy, then that's what Keon Brooks has to be to the front court. And he may, I mean, if EJ's gone, he's, I would, I would be shocked if Brooks doesn't start. Um, You know, if EJ leaves, I think, you know, Brooks starts at the four, but whether he starts or he doesn't, he's got to say, I'm going to go just crash the glass. Um, Cause they're going to need that. So I don't think any of these moves necessarily just wipe out all questions. 
Um, but if they all come together, if all the pieces are together, if they if they get Mints and they get Harms and they get EJ back, plus Brooks, plus the number one recruiting class, that's a very formidable team. And as far as outside shooting goes, I mean, there's a there's a chance that Dante Allen could be the guy that gives you that. I mean, we've heard that he was looking really good towards the end of last season, and his outside shot is something he you know did well in high school. Yeah, uh, don't that's know true. How. I mean, he would be probably the op. He'd probably be their best chance in having a guy in Boston and uh, BJ Boston of having a guy who can really knock it down. Yeah. Um, we're talking so much about whether EJ would come back or not. Now they're talking about moving this NBA draft to August, putting it back. I mean, players have until like June 15th uh, to say if they're in or out, uh, but to, to move it back to August, jeez, uh, <laughs> Do they move? Yeah. The I don't know what you do. Well? Like, you know, it, it's, it's, you got to enroll in school. Yeah. It's, it's bad for the players. It's bad for coaches trying to college coaches, trying to manage rosters. Um, I don't know. You know, that there's got to be so much limbo. Like, if you're EJ Montgomery, don't don't you just maybe go ahead and pull the trigger and say one way or the other? Um, yeah. And get on with it. I mean, I think Kentucky would hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if they stay in limbo with EJ Montgomery until August, you know, I yeah. don't think it'll – it won't stop them from trying to add harms, but it might stop them from – well, it would stop them from trying to add another big man, which I'm sure they would right. love to do if they knew he was going to be gone. Um, I don't know. And, and, and it's not going to hurt Kentucky nearly as much as some other people, but there, there are be some college coaches who are just absolutely sweating this thing out, trying to figure out whether their guys are coming back. Yeah. Uh, I don't guess it's been adjusted yet, but it's, I assume the, the deadline for players to decide will get pushed back along with that. You know, if the yeah, draft, I mean, you know, normally the drafts in June, and if it's going to be in right. August now, you know, normally the, it, the the deadline to pull out of the draft is in like at the end of May, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always like whatever it is, twenty five days after the end of the combine, which there's not probably going to be a combine, um, right. or thirty day. I can't remember. Um, point being, it's spring. It's it's normally in spring, and the draft is in early summer. Now, if it's like the drafts button up against fall. Um, well, on the when start of that, classes, when I mean, will that deadline begin be? in August? You maybe know, September yeah, at the latest. Normally, they begin in August. Maybe that that could be pushed back right. as well. So, right. I mean, all this stuff is kind of connected, and so in that way, maybe it won't ultimately be that crazy. Um, but in terms of right now, like in terms of teams pursuing other options right now, and they, if you're gonna if you're gonna go be trying to make late additions to your roster, you have to be working on it right now. And if you're still two months <laughs> yeah. from knowing some of your guys, whether they're coming back or not, that's pretty tough to juggle. Yeah. I mean, if they do, if they keep that deadline, because the deadline of June 15th, um, if you don't sign with an agent to, to pull your name back out of the draft, it's, it's really mean. It's set, like you said, based on combine when that, when that finishes. So it's it's kind of meaningless right now. So they could just do whatever they wanted to with it, but they don't. How much do they care about the colleges? They don't. They're not worried about that. So anyway, we'll close with this. Um, um, uh, Davion Mintz, your interview with him. He, you asked him, hey, was there anything else you wanted to say uh, to the UK fans? 
uh, as far as, you know, who they're getting, what to expect. And here's what he said. Kentucky fans are getting a guy that's, that's thrilled, that's humble, and is super hungry to come in and, and show you guys the best version of me. Um, I'm very fortunate for this opportunity that I'll be taking full advantage of. And you guys can trust me. And uh, it's going to be a great experience. And I'm so excited and ecstatic to be and play in front of you guys for the last final year of my career. And then, Kyle, right after that, you asked him if he was, you know, 100% healthy, if all, all was good. And he said, yes, he is all healed up. There's no issues, no nothing. He, he's good. So uh, definitely uh, some excitement on a good Friday for Kentucky fans. Yeah, this was, this was important for them. Uh, it may not be one of those kind of additions that really moves the needle with a lot of fans, but you would be, you would be hurting next season if you did not have, if you had not added a guy like this, like he yeah. may not pop, you know, he may not ever really pop off the you know, screen as it were next season for Kentucky, but you would, you would certainly notice him if he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, I think if they went into next season with nothing but freshmen and only ask you as a ball handler, it would be relatively easy to predict disaster um, yeah. for those guys. They needed, they needed a veteran. And, and that's the other thing too. And talking to, people around the program, they think this kid is a, is very much personality wise, like Reed Travis and Nate Sestina, um, you yeah. know, smart, thoughtful, interesting conversation, a, a grown up, you know, unlike so many right. of the young guys are going to have in their locker room. They're going to be so young in that locker room to have a couple older guys is big. And uh, he seems to have that kind of personality. He said, I want to lead them uh, with my experience. So I think, I think it's all good stuff for Kentucky. And actually, we should mention before we go, John Calipari's Facebook Live starts, you know, his show that he's doing now starts on Monday. Reminds me of when he started his podcast. Remember he did that and he had Rick Pitino as one of his first guests to get. So Cal is, you know, he's got a lot of time on his hands now and he's got to do something. He can't help it. He's got to, he's got to get out there. So he's starting this Facebook Live, I think uh, 10 a.m. Monday. It's going to be every Monday. I believe Mark Cuban is his first guest, and he's going to have who'd you say, Anthony, Doctor Anthony Fauci? Yeah, is going to be on there. Uh, Dick Vitale, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, some yeah, pretty oh, big by names. The way, a president. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody more important than Doctor Fauci right now um, yeah. in the world, at least in the United States? Um, so I'm sure he will uh, squeeze in something about Davion Mintz and. And uh, and other uh, topics related to UK basketball, but Mark Cuban would probably offer some insight into what's going to happen with this uh, NBA draft and all that as well. So we'll yeah, be listening for be, that. Be worth watching. Yeah, and uh, we'll if you don't get to watch it, we'll watch it for you and share our thoughts right here on this Locked On Kentucky podcast. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter. I'm at d r i e f f e r. Kyle is at. Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. All right, guys. Uh, in the meantime, tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, happy Good Friday. I hope you have a wonderful Easter or uh, however you celebrate. Uh, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On 
Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. 